Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Welcome back to Homeschool Together podcast. Today we'll be talking about part four of our ongoing curriculum series, and we'll be focusing today on the Build Your Library curriculum. This is a great little curriculum that we're going to be starting here um, sometime in the spring. Um, Ariel has been doing an extensive amount of planning, so we feel this is a curriculum that we can actually talk to. I know we've, we've referenced Torchlight and Blossom and Root earlier because we we are either actively doing those curriculums or we've done them in the past. This is a curriculum that we're going to recommend because we have been doing the planning and we have a good vision of what the curriculum does and we're going to be implementing it here in the next you know five to six months. So we feel like it's something we want to recommend and something we want to elaborate on and give kind of a cursory review um, to you as listeners so you can make a you know, your own educated guess and choice on what you're would like to choose for your curriculum. But before we start, we want to make sure that you are following us on Facebook and our Homeschool Together podcast group. We're having some actually pretty good activity in there. Mm-hmm. Ariel's posting. When you join, you're going to get a nice little shout out by Ariel. <laughs> and that's good. And also follow us on Instagram. That is starting to heat up. We've actually gotten a, a number of people joining us on Instagram, which is yeah. pretty fun. Yeah, we and we got a, somebody today that we're going to be able to interview. So that was yeah, really we, fun. Yeah, we think we found an interview. Um a really cool operation out in Spokane. So we're actually looking forward yeah, to yeah. possibly talking to her about what she's doing out there. Um, you can find us on Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. A lot of cool pictures. And if you're really enjoying the show, we would really appreciate an iTunes review. We yes. have a couple so far. It yes. helps new folks to find our show, and we're just out to help as many folks as we can. So if you can find it in your heart to leave an iTunes review. Five stars. <laughs> we would really appreciate it. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit today about the Build Your Library curriculum. I think we were joking that we call it Torchlight Light. <laughs> Torchlight, yeah, light. I would cover. I, it. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's got some of some of the same um, some of the same features as Torchlight. Mm-hmm. I think so. This is another digital PDF curriculum. Mm-hmm. So this is one where you're going to get the scope and sequence, but you're not going to get the the books. This is doesn't come in a an all-in-one bundle. You will have to provide your own your own books to uh, complement the curriculum, but it's going to give you a full list of those uh, similar to Torchlight or or Blossom and Root. In doing our initial review of the Build Your Library curriculum, we were noticing that it's very prescriptive. And so mm-hmm. if you're an accidental homeschooler, or if you're a new homeschooling family that you're getting into the kinder uh, level, and I, and we do want to make 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 just the point that there is no preschool curriculum here option. Mm-hmm. It's really just kinder and above. And so we were noticing that when we get into it, when we're starting to review the document, it's a really nice document, 250 pages long, yeah. very prescriptive. 
gives you a nice breakout mm-hmm. of what it looks like. And we'll, we'll go into more details about what the curriculum does. But it's very prescriptive. And so if you're yeah. that homeschooling mom that needs a little bit more structure, that maybe you don't have as much time or your homeschool daddy you don't have as much time to maybe do the unschooling thing and to try to figure out what, what to do, this this curriculum has a really nice layout and a really kind of prescriptive method that, you yeah. know, I think Ariel's referenced before that that would be her preferred method of curriculum i'm not as much of a prescriptive type of person Mm -hmm. but it is nice to have that all laid out and you can follow and do what you feel you want to do let's get into it so let's talk a little bit about the approach so at at the core of every curriculum tend there tends to be an approach a method that they tend to focus on so what is the build your library curriculum focus so this is a secular curriculum as all are that we will recommend and uh, as we're a secular homeschool family This is literature and history based, so it's got very strong components of both. This is kind of different than the other ones. This one's actually specifically a history based. Yeah, it calls out history now. Where we had Blossom and Root was an outdoor nature nature, based. And Torchlight's heavily literature. Heavy literature. This is the literature plus history. So if you have kind of a a pull towards history or an interest towards history, this may be a good curriculum for you. Yeah, yeah, they, they specifically call that out. Uh, in level zero, which is the kinder level of this mm-hmm. curriculum, they're going to be doing around the world studies, but then starting in first grade will be history and going on as a, as a stronger component of the curriculum or level one, if we don't want to talk about grades. So it is inspired by Charlotte Mason. So that concept of living books, there's dictation and copy work and memorization as part of this curriculum. One thing that they focus on is that the, the dictation and copy work be uh, something from the passages that you've read. So if you're going to do copy work, you're going to do a passage of the book that you just read. So instilling that the handwriting skills and, and those things, but also reinforcing the living books. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the big focus of this you, curriculum. You've used the term living books. So maybe just maybe expand a little bit on that. What does a living book mean? So those those would be books rather than rather than reading about a a a culture or a period in time in a in a dry way. These would be books that are typically told by people in that culture, and they they're going to tell history through a story. So that's one of the reasons they use story of the world as their history spine going forward, level one and beyond, because everything it it makes it makes it come alive. It's a it's mm-hmm. a it's a story. If you're going to learn raw facts and things in a, a book, it's in one ear and out the other. So heavily story-based, learning exactly. through narrative stories and about right. the time and place and the culture of the people or the or the location. Right, and if you can use a, a native speaker for those, all the better. Yeah, and I've heard this is actually a very popular method with a lot of new nonfiction books where they actually, instead of just saying, okay, on this date or based on these facts, these things happen, they're focusing more on story-driven Things like, th- let me tell you the story of this person, mm-hmm. which helps bring out the idea that I, the greater idea I want to tell. So this is kind of a, a very common practice that people use to actually, you know, instill whatever they're trying to learn. It's it's a great way to teach people through the stories. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the structure of the curriculum. You know, what does it look like? You know, what does it cover? Things of that nature. So it's going to cover history, literature, poetry, art, and science in all the levels. Okay. Uh, so you will need to add math, spelling, grammar. But that's we've seen that with and the, the other reading cur- curriculum. Yeah, we've seen that with the other curriculums as well. That you have to layer in maybe some additional curriculums to cover those areas that they don't normally 
you know, expand on. Right. And and I think that some some folks could see this as a oh, this isn't this isn't an all in one. It's not going to take care of all of my needs. One thing I think this is very purposeful by the mm-hmm. creators of these curriculums as Blossom and Root Torchlight and Build Your Library are all the same in this manner. And it's because children work at such varied levels of math and in reading uh, ability that trying to wrap it all into one would be really difficult. We have a, a friend who did an all-in-one curriculum for her son this year, and she opened it up and she she looked at the the reading, and he's reading two grade levels about above what's in that curriculum. And this mm-hmm. this was a uh, a box that cost you know I think upwards of five or six hundred dollars and really the reading components throw away for her because her son's not at that level so I think that this is good because you can tailor it to exactly where your learner is at so math and math and reading can tend to be levels that you know learners tend to be either ahead or behind on so you do yeah. have to craft it and we will have um, expanded curriculum reviews as part of this curriculum series on um, all about reading and right start math, which, right, which is are the, the that programs that we are using for um, our oldest. So we'll have more information on that. You know, we keep saying you got to layer these additional things on. We will absolutely be covering these in the next couple podcasts. Mm-hmm. So how how long would this curriculum go? I mean, if if I'm if I remember right, um, Torchlight maybe only covered the first few levels. Blossom and Root maybe up to six, you know, level six or sixth grade, whatever. What yeah, about this fifth, curriculum? Maybe. How far w- would we be able to go with this one? Yeah, that's one of the things about Build Your Library that I find very appealing. When I, I first started looking at curriculums, actually, this was the first one that caught my eye a couple of years ago that said, wow, because it, it goes from kindergarten through 12th grade. That's fantastic. That's which amazing. is really terrific, right? I I could say, if I like this style and my learner likes this style, we can keep going with this and just keep building on this concept. And and since it's so heavily history-based, that means that they're going to get this deep understanding of our world, the events that happened in it. Uh, there's a couple a couple of years spent on American government, which are going to be, nice. um, you know, for those listeners that are in the United States. So it's really great that it doesn't it doesn't stop. I know that the creators of the other curriculums have talked about continuing on and going to higher levels and and torchlight did actually just come out with level four uh but this is already there so if you have a younger learner and an older learner you could all be doing the same the same style with uh with one curriculum provider which would be nice and and this is this is actually really good because we we talked to uh, i think a mom on on the facebook group and or you had a comment you were talking with somebody and she has somebody who's in sixth grade right so if she chooses a curriculum for maybe her third grader or second grader, she may have to get something else for her sixth grader. But in this case, this curriculum already has that built in. So that's, it's just really nice that if you are like one of these accidental homeschoolers that has been thrust into the homeschooling world due to the COVIDs, you know, this is a great curriculum to do that because it's kind of ready for those, those higher learners, those older kids. It's amazing. Right. It's nice. And not that you're not going to do a younger learner and an older with the same curriculum year. She would say, any more than two years apart, and she would, the curriculum creator would recommend that you use different levels okay. according to what she wrote on her website. But I think what's nice is that if you do use two different levels, at least it's all the same style. Mm-hmm. Having, I mean, trying to change gears between this and Torchlight or this and Blossom and Root, I think it mentally would be a challenge for us if we had to, we had to do that, and we're kind of going to do a little bit of that in K, but we'll, in we'll get next, to that. The next podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about combining 
torchlight and this curriculum for the kinder year. Right. After we got to the end of, uh, we ended up buying both curriculums for level K or and level K for torchlight, level zero for build your library for kinder for our daughter. And uh, we ended up liking them both so much that we decided to combine them and do our own amalgamation. And that's actually a very popular thing to do. So we're going to have a whole podcast on exactly how we're combining them mm-hmm. and some resources for folks that might be interested in that because both levels cover an around the world uh, adventure, so to speak, around the world study. So that's awesome. Um, so some, you know, sometimes when you're talking about classic literature or curriculums that use some older books, not that they're dry, but maybe um, you may want to have some, you know, livening within the curriculum that you can you can bring in that maybe um, expands it. There's some unit studies that this curriculum has that might be fun for some readers out there. So what what type of things do they have? Right. Yeah, they have some extra unit studies. They have a unit study specifically for every Harry Potter book, which I think we will I mean, be I might as well those. buy them now because we're going to do them someday. Yeah. I, I can't imagine not wanting to do those. Uh, they have unit studies for a few other classic works of literature. They have one for The Hobbit, for example. Oh, that's amazing. They have some for holidays. I think they have a Thanksgiving unit study. These are very affordable. They're great fillers between uh, different curriculum series or you're getting into a holiday time or something mm-hmm. and you, you want to have a break and do something completely different. So they do provide these unit studies. They're very affordable. I think they're less than $20 a piece. So that brings us to the subject of cost. At level zero, you're starting at $30. And by the time you get to level 12, it's only $60. I mean, that's, I mean, that might be one of the cheapest ones we've been talking about. It's, it's comparable with Torchlight. I yeah. think that, uh, you know, comparable for grade at this point, those upper levels are quite a bit of work. And I think they're really a great deal. Even if, I think that this one is similar to Torchlight. Even if you don't use all of it, even if you took pieces of it, it's so affordable just to have a, a whole year's worth of content and great book recommendations. Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing you mentioned last time that a lot of people are actually just buying the, some people are just buying the Torchlight curriculum just to get the book list. Right. And here we have a very similar thing where, you know, you may just like the book list and some of the ideas and then you can go ahead and pull it in as you need for 60 bucks. That's a no brainer. Yeah, it's it's very and again, affordable. It's a digital curriculum, so you're just getting a PDF for that money. But the creator, you know, we've 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 looked through this pretty extensively. It's it's amazingly laid out. I mean, there's a ton of information, links everywhere, right? Expansions on everything. So it's it's really, I think, for your money, it's pretty good. It is for the cost of maybe two children's books. Is, <laughs> yeah, well, and for the first for the first four levels, well, five levels, including including the kinder level the history matches right up with Torchlight. So mm-hmm. if you want to buy Torchlight to get all those awesome history book recommendations and in in the kinder level, the around the world uh, cultural recommendations for books, you can just do that too. And there's lots of families that use Build Your Library as a base and then grab these great books from Torchlight. All right. The price is right, obviously. Come on down. The price is right. <laughs> so you have been extensively planning this curriculum, you know, combining it with torchlight and obviously we'll talk about that in the next podcast but this planning for this curriculum what does a typical week you know a level zero week this is a kinder curriculum what does it look like maybe help help the listeners kind of understand that so the the layout in the book is that every week in in level k there's a a, each group of weeks so I think it's three to four weeks is based on a continent and then the week the weeks within that 
could be overall continent or focusing specifically on countries. So the beginning may start with, you, you know, North America and then the United States and Mexico and, you know, we can expand. So the beginning of the week is a grid table for each major, let's say, a subject within the curriculum. So geography, literature, art, science, it'll have a list of what book you should read and on what day. The science for level K is animal science. So we're studying Russia, what animals live in Russia. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, especially for young children, they can really connect with. There's a fantastic National Geographic wild animal atlas that they use as a spine. And as we said before, spines are books that you'll be referencing week after week. And mm-hmm. the curriculum uh, providers recommend that you would buy those books, though you're welcome to get them from your library if that works out well for you. So, And I think it only lasts, you know, the cycle only lasts three or four weeks, so that would be equivalent of like a checkout of one book. So you could just check the book out, do the reading activities, and then move on. So that would work for the literature. The, the literature sp- section, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, right. the spines are more, you're going to use them every week for the entire, this is a 36-week curriculum. And there weren't too many spines, maybe just a handful. Yeah, they weren't They weren't bad. Uh, and so the beginning of the week is laid out in this great table. And then every day is broken down into the specifics of what you would do that day. So, for instance, for the first day of the week, you're going to read, you're going to look at two pages of the atlas that talks about North America. And then you're going to read two pages of animal poetry. And this is like maybe one paragraph's worth of, two paragraphs worth of content. Uh, And you're going to read one chapter of Little House on the Prairie. That is all of day one. And the details are going to give you maybe a literature activity. Little House on the Prairie said in Wisconsin, go find Wisconsin on your map with your learner. That would be your activity, quote unquote, for that day that went with that. That's the entire day. There's plenty of time for you to do math or reading or whatever else. Uh, the next day you might have... But, uh, but even maybe just the whole day, they even have... So like if you're reading The Little House in the Big Woods, and they have some additional things that you can do, like baking bread. Right. And, one day of the week, it's yeah. baked bread. One day of the week, it's churned butter. She has additional items down yeah. like on the next page, and she breaks them out into deeper granularity and gives you a couple extra things to do. So... Well, you know, the in the chart and the grid, it looks like, hey, this may only take me a half hour, 40 minutes, maybe with some additional discussion, maybe an hour with my, my learner. There are some additional things in there that you can, you know, build and expand on. Yeah, they, she certainly does provide options. There's, you know, optional art activities each week. There's one science, uh, and it's not an experiment, it's just a reading about the, the animals in that area. There's one art project every week, and, and then there's an optional art. Usually, um, there's a couple of hands-on optional things like churning butter or, which is surprisingly inter- easy. I didn't really realize you put it in a jar and shake it <laughs> and have your learner just shake it for a long time. Anyways, um, or, or baking bread. Those things are optional, but the, the book work is pretty minimal. It's one chapter a day of the main literature. Then there's always a picture book each week, and you would read it a couple of times during the week. Uh, and you'll read a couple pages of the animal science and a couple pages of poetry, um, a couple pages about children that live in that area of the world. That's a, one of the fabulous spines that comes with this is called Children Like Me. Mm-hmm. Even though we haven't started the curriculum yet, we already have that book and our daughter absolutely loves to look at these beautiful two-page spreads of children 
all over the world and, it, and like it, their traditional dress and everything it's yeah and cool. it shows where they live what their what their home looks like yeah. what their school looks like what kind of food they eat what their family looks like and it yeah. just gives her such a, a different perspective which I, is fabulous i found this uh, you know just stepping back in some of the torchlight stuff we we did kind of these little meandering things where we went and looked at what other kids did in other countries like i think we spent a day on nepal yeah, and i found sure. a couple of youtube videos and stuff and you know, if you don't believe it, your learner will get sucked into it. Like just seeing kids doing other things that are different. You know, we had YouTube videos and, you know, other learning things that just sucked her in. It was amazing. So like mm -hmm. this, doing this within the curriculum is going to be a very, very cool thing for your learner. And I think will really spark their imagination. Yeah. I love the spines that come with, with this curriculum. It's uh national geographic atlas yeah. the national geographic ton of, wild ton animal of atlas Geo stuff, yeah. yeah which is just really high quality um they use usborne uh, stories of the world so We're there'll be the one story yeah. every week from a different country they they have the children like uh, like uh, uh, me and there's another book that we ended up getting it's a children like me celebrations around the world that i found used so it even goes into some of the celebrations they have but some really I think solid spines here. Mm -hmm. And then, then there's your chapter book selection. So your, your typical week, it's not all that much work and they do give you some options uh, of ways to extend. And specifically at the, you know, we, since we focus on earlier learners more than anything, um, you know, these early curriculums, these kinder curriculums, this, this is a very doable thing. I mean, very you're looking doable. at maybe an hour, maybe hour and 30 minutes max with of, your reading and your math part. I mean, I think the yeah. work for this is, Maybe a half hour, Maybe, uh, 45 minutes. Depends. Like if you watch extra extension videos, I could yeah. see, you know, I was telling Matthew before the we started the show that I'm going to go out and find a Disney nature documentary and Planet Earth and Planet Earth 2 when they have the animal sections from different countries. Yeah. And I'm going to try to link those because those are on Netflix and then on Nature's on Disney, Disney Plus, I believe. Yeah. And so we could go and just hone in and watch about animals in that country. Our daughter will be fascinated and it'll give her a really great appreciation about the animal study part of this, which is, is such a big part of Built Your and, Library. And the animal docus now are just breathtaking oh, I yeah. mean, they're just a marvel to watch so it's a great way to fold in sort of that you know auditory visual tactile learning all in one would be a great way to do that so you know we always say that every curriculum has its pluses and minuses and you know yeah, those pluses perfect. and minuses may be unique to you or to us um, but we do want to talk about pros and cons just so you can get a good good idea and, and then also things that we're neutral on so what are a couple things that we're pros on like we're high on this curriculum I think that the the materials and the the weekly tasks that yeah. are the daily tasks are not overwhelming. For a new family, if you're going to open up Torchlight for the first time, as amazing as that curriculum is, and and we love it, it it's a lot to take in mm -hmm. when you first open it. Yeah, I think that. that this is something that uh, had you looked at this without any preparation, you could say, okay, I okay, I can do this. There's not so much coming at you. Torchlight yeah, has a million extensions. Have, but do these guys is... have like a sample curriculum? Yeah, they do. They have a sample yeah. so you can look at it online well, and you can take a look and just see like, okay, I feel that this this scales back a little bit and leaves you more room to add on and, and extend to what you feel comfortable with. Uh, the, the amount of spines and books required are much, much less than something like Torchlight. And this this curriculum does have a good mixture of new and old books, right? It's it's got uh, it's got a solid book list. I would say that 
the new books aren't as new probably as Torchlight. For me, I put this, uh, this is, I guess could be neutral, right? The newer books, some of those newer books are just absolutely amazing and I would totally get them to extend. But the other downside of that is that it's difficult for you, one, if a lot of folks in your area are doing the same curriculum for you to get those books from your library. Two, if your library system is not chocked full of the latest and greatest books and not all library systems are as equally funded around the country or someone who is out of country, right? There's a lot of uh, Americans that are living all over the world. I've Mm -hmm. I've heard from moms that are living on military bases and things all Mm -hmm. over the world. This curriculum is going to be a lot more affordable. If you have to buy all the books, Torchlight's probably, it's going to cost you double or triple what this will cost Mm -hmm. if you really wanted to buy every book. So the other thing about it is the books, even when you do have to buy them, you'll be able to get them used. It, it's not something that it's just so, you know, hot off the presses that you can't find a used copy. So and that's it's likely a that Hoopla and Overdrive would have these books as well. Absolutely. Um, and YouTube read alouds. So another pro that you have listed here that maybe would be a detractor for other people or neutral for some is that it's very prescriptive. We talked about this where they walk you through every day. They say, do this. A lot of the mm-hmm. literature reading is serialized because you can't read chapter four unless you read chapter three. <laughs> right. So there is a lot of prescriptive nature of the of the thing. There is yeah. some freedom there, like if you look at some of the extension stuff, but it is very prescriptive. And so if you'd like to have a little bit more movement or you like to pull things in or adjust things through the week, that may be a little bit more of a challenge. Yeah, you could definitely do it. I mean, I'm certainly doing it with what I'm with what I'm doing com- doing the combo of the curriculums, but this is kind of straight down the line. I think that could be very comforting, especially to a lot of new homeschool families that mm-hmm. I can open this and go with it. I have a, a not crazy long list of books I have to get. I get those books, we start on it, and there's a lot of fun to be had. So I, I think it's probably a, a overall pro, but maybe we should say it's neutral, just depending yeah. on, on you and what you like. So let's talk a little bit about the cons, the literature selection, maybe not as rich as some of the other curriculums yeah, that we talked about. Yeah, it's not as diverse as Torchlight. Not not that it's a bad literature selection at all. It's just that it, it doesn't have the latest and greatest books on it. it you still won't has be checking, plenty you won't of be wonderful books. You'll be checking 20 books. or 30 books out from the library every week. <laughs> right. It's just a little bit different. It does use a solid books, right? Yeah. It relies heavily on National Geographic. Mm-hmm. It uses Usborne, Usborne Tales from Around the World, a couple different Usborne books, DK books for your children like me books. So these are solid companies that are producing great materials. Um, So it's just not going to be quite as diverse, intentionally diverse as something like Torchlight would be. We're also seeing not as many extensions in this curriculum where there's maybe links to YouTube videos or additional items and games and apps. Mm -hmm. We're not seeing that like we do see with, with Torchlight. Now with Torchlight, that that could, you know, you may want to get to that stuff. You may not have enough time to, uh, to get there, but maybe in future iterations, it would be nice for if this creator for this curriculum could add a little bit more in there. Mm-hmm. YouTube videos, maybe to, for the animal research, like there's a lot of YouTube channels out there that yeah. are really nice for that. And she seems to like the Nat Geo stuff. There's the Nat Geo channels out there that would be really nice to have links to those type of things yeah i think it's hard to say you even said that you're i mean you said earlier you're gonna have to go out and do this work so it'd be nice if it was already there. i am going to one of the problems when you when you link any kind of multimedia is you don't know when someone uses the curriculum will it be available will it be will it be streaming somewhere i've had that even with torchlight where they recommended something i'm like i can't even get that i can't even pay for that whatever it is so 
I think that's always a challenge, but this definitely, if, if you have a, a very uh, audio visual learner, our, our daughter loves documentary type videos and things. We're going to have to add that in ourselves. There are, are some in here. It's not like that, but it's if you have not your, nearly to the level. If of you have your preferred channels, like we like the Nat Geo kids, we like the Nat Geo channels on, on YouTube, mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds of videos in those, you know, it doesn't take you very long to go find those anyways. So. I mean, I think that they're there for you. Nat Geo Kids is uh, has a, a series called Are Are We There Yet? Mm-hmm. Which has very young children, kind of what, probably six or seven maybe? Yeah, the ages vary, the kids vary, but yeah, it's right in that like kind of... And they travel to different to... countries of the oh, world, yeah. which would be fabulous for this. And we, I do plan to bring those in for for our daughter in each section um, for for that. So, Okay, let's talk about a few neutral things. Um, the first one is, around, is the story of the world book. So talk a little bit about what you know, we are a secular homeschooling family. What is the concern around that? And how, how can secular families mitigate that? Right. So Story of the World, uh, Ancient Times, which is Story of the World, Volume 1, Ancient Times, comes into play in Level 1. It's the main history spine that they use, and it goes through four levels uh, as it progresses through Build Your Library. It's telling history as a as a story, which is very engaging to, to children, but the ancient times version is not completely secular. And there are some references to things that happened in the Bible and different pieces. This creator is very aware of that uh, and has purposely skipped those sections of, uh, of the book and has made notes anywhere that anything could be considered potentially not to be secular. So just a, just a note for families out there that are very sensitive to that. The other thing I would say about sensitivity, the books that she uses, some of these are books that were written in a different time. I think the best example is Little House on the Prairie. That's the first book that you would read in uh, level zero here for kindergarten. And lots of folks rightly so, uh, have issues with that book for some of the depictions that it makes of Native Americans and others. This creator would say that we're using those moments as teaching moments to our children about how we should not treat other people and things. But other families, rightly so, would say, I don't want to read that at all. I want to read something that's much more respectful of Native Americans. And so lots of feelings about it both ways. And you are the best judge of how you want to teach something to your children. I would say don't discount this entire curriculum based on a couple of literature choices. Uh, but if this isn't for you, there are other options. We just want to make it clear that there's a couple things that are are neutral for us and may bother you. Story of the world doesn't bother us. We we are a very secular family. We've read it through it and we're yeah. we're okay with it. But I just, we just want to be clear about some of those things. And I think the creator is taking the right stance on it. That's up to you. You make your own decisions. You control your life. Mm-hmm. Um, do what's right for you guys. I think teachable moments is a lot more powerful than avoiding things. I, and understanding that, you know, literature has has time, has a, is a time-stamped item. And time right. has history and time has culture. So understanding that when you approach those type of things is, is up to you. Some people may have issues with that. Some people may be able to use that as even more learning. Um, I've read some of the early books, Little House in the Big Woods and stuff, where there may be some issues that may be a small portion of the book. The books are really well written. They're very good for the these you know, young learners, very captivating, very fun, female-centric characters. I mean, those are really good things. So you got to kind of take, 
you got to take, take and give, give and take on these type of things. And I think it's up to you make the right decision. But I think, you know, we shouldn't run away from these type of things, you know, run at it full steam and use it as a teaching moment is probably the strongest way to go. And I, I appreciate that they do. They acknowledge that. Right. And and if it's, if it's not something for you, right, this mm-hmm. is for very young learners and it may be difficult to make a teachable moment yeah. at this age for them yeah. to understand it. And you don't want them to internalize. I, I can see the arguments on both sides and yeah. there are, uh, there are other options. This, you know, getting on to our recommendations for yeah. new builder library families, there uh, are fantastic Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I think is terrific about them rather than uh, some of the other curriculums that have an overall discussion group, Build Your Library actually has discussion Facebook groups by level. So I'm a part of the level zero group. I can ask questions of a whole bunch of families doing the same thing. Something like replacing Little House on the Prairie is a huge discussion topic. Folks have come up with a whole bunch of other great options. Oh, you could read uh, Birch Bark House, or you could read The Courage of Sarah Noble, or there, mm. there's some other options to get the same thing. So Rather than throw the baby out with the bathwater, you can definitely check in with those discussion groups. And if a book is absolutely not for you, you can find probably a terrific replacement for you and your family. There's a lot of good stuff here with the curriculum. It's just that due to the age of some of the literature selections, there may be some things that you you might want to replace. Yeah, yeah. And that's going to be an issue even going forward since it's very literature-based all the way up through high school. You're going to be getting into books that may touch aspects that you don't like. So, right, yeah, it's it's for everyone's family yeah. and and to figure out what's right for them. Absolutely. The other advice we would give to new build your library families is that they've got a uh, build your library university for parents on their website, which this is takes, very nice actually. Yeah, it's very nice. It's a series of blog posts essentially, and we will link in the show notes to to where this is on on their curriculum website. It's a series of blog posts that take you through kind of build your library 101, all the things you need to know to get started and things to remember and all these. And then even has a whole section about new to homeschool and all kinds of great tips about starting homeschool. It's it's really terrific and, and very comprehensive, actually. So I really appreciate that Emily put that together. Um, so those are the two recommendations we would make. Join the Facebook group for the level that you're doing and definitely check out the university on their website. This was a great kind of introduction to this curriculum we really like it we're going to be going forward forward with it we hopefully you know what we've talked about here will help you make a good decision on what you want to do with your learner Mm -hmm. Um, we always like to end the podcast with what we're into so i'm going to play a little audio the purge (laughs) is what we are into this week if those who don't know there was a movie called the purge and that was the sound they played when the purge started Honestly, I didn't know when you played it for me the first time. I was like, he's like, I got I got this great sound oh, yeah, clip. Baby. I'm like, what? I don't the even purge. know what that is. The Purge. I'm just not into those kinds so of So obviously we were not, you know, looting and rioting and yeah, murdering for 24 hours. We were looting and rioting and murdering excess material in our house <laughs> that is centered around one and four-year-old. Right. I mean, so. <laughs> so this is what we've been into this week. So I think the important thing about this is that in homeschooling, you develop a lot of material there's a lot lot of projects there's a lot of construction paper masks and bits of drawings and things and to your learner every scrap of paper in your house is very necessary and very special and important to them Uh, but eventually it really starts to back up and and a lot of times it's the most important thing to them because in that moment you're ready to throw it away and they want to keep it 
And most of the right. time, they wouldn't think about it if it just magically <laughs> lost in the purge. So, so what we've done this week, uh, we yes. have strategically ensured that our daughter is not in the room when one of us does a cleanup. And I have a great little accordion file that I have mm-hmm. for artwork that I think is worth keeping. I mean, some of the things that she would keep are her coloring and a coloring book page. And, you know, to me, we've got hundreds and hundreds of pieces of art at this point. I just, I can't keep everything. You, so You didn't throw away the life, the real life macaroni artwork of your face that we made, <laughs> did you? No. 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 Good. That does that not exist that, for everyone else. That one is in the... In the preservation box? That does not exist for everyone who wants to know. There's been no macaroni art in our house. We're not big on glue. Not, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so so what we did was went through and cleaned out all the materials, yeah. all the bits and pieces of construction paper, kept what we wanted, threw away what we didn't, went through all of the, the puzzles and toys oh and gosh, things yeah. and just tossed partially broken pieces of stuff and I think why we're talking about this on a homeschool podcast is it made us feel like we can now work to make it messy again, right? Like, because mm. homeschooling is messy. I took pictures today of our homeschool room and I posted them on Facebook and it I posted them line. on Instagram. It is propaganda. Right. It's like never been this It clean. looks like that. <laughs> I had to for take a picture seconds. for posterity. So <laughs> the thing is, it's really messy. And for us, we don't feel like we yeah. can continue with the learning when it gets so out of control. So every other month, we just say, uh, it's time for a purge. Stop what we're doing. <laughs> we don't need the sound effect anymore. <laughs> so we say, it's time for a purge. We've got to get rid of some things. Okay. And, uh, and we, we, you know, donate some toys, donate some books, yeah. get rid of the extra construction paper projects and different things. It resets and rebalances us. And now we feel like we can go forward. And today I did it. And I use this handy dandy tool of Matthews. He wants to tell everybody right. about. Hold on. I got to, I got to reposition myself. This is super important. <laughs> everybody sit down, take a knee. <laughs> I'm a man with back problems. <laughs> And I can. He's six foot six. I'm six foot six. He's very tall. <clears throat> I'm six foot six, <clears throat> and a you know triple, triple digits. You know weight three 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 x weight. Big, He's a big, big man. Big man. <sighs> I need something to pick stuff up all the time, and specifically my grabber tool. This is one of these about three feet long. It's got the handle. You just pinch it, and it has a little claw at the end. You know, it's the the picture is always of the grandmother trying to get the can of like soup down from the top shelf, and she's like using this grabber to grab I, it. <laughs> I ain't got problems with heights. I got problems with stuff at my feet. <laughs> and so, when you got the the two twin hurricanes running through the house, and toys and little people are you know just everywhere, the grabber tool is my go to. I have gotten so good at this. I can toss. <laughs> a little person about 15 feet across the room <laughs> and hit the, you know, plastic crate where they, they are held. I can pick up all the stuff and I never have to bend over. Now there is a weight concern. <laughs> you I did have, break one. We are on our second grabber tool. We are on tool. our second grabber tool. But I have told Ariel, I need at least five of these in the house at any one time. <laughs> Strategically placed, you know, in the kitchen and the cleanup areas upstairs. It is, a, it, I need another one. Sweetie, just go on Amazon. 
<laughs> Buy me another one, please. There'll be a link in the show notes. There'll be a link in the show notes. His, Errol, go his to his granny grabber tool. Errol, go to the link in the show notes. <laughs> Buy me another grabber tool, please. <laughs> so you told me the... today to yeah. use the grabber tool, and I I didn't actually. This is the first time you're hearing this. I didn't get to give you feedback on this because I thought, well, I don't want to pick up. I mean, Matt's so good with his grabber tool. I'll go use it to pick up all this stuff off the floor. I thought this is gonna go great, right? What I didn't realize is you and your 10,000 kettlebell swings have like amazing grip strength. My hand hurts from using the gripper too much. You got to get yourself in the gym and you got to get working on it. The grabber tool. It's the only downside. If you use it too much, it's like, ugh. Yeah, I got the grip strength, you know, you're making diamonds in the hands. Um, This tool is amazing. It has saved my back a million times. It is just long enough that I don't have to bend over. I mean, when you got a floor, you know, a hundred square foot area that's covered with toys, you can either get down on all fours and walk around like a dog and it'll take you forever and your knees will hurt and you'll still end up hurting your back. I'm able to just pick stuff up. I'm now, I can't pick up a blanket, like the blankets the kids always have lying around. Yeah, that doesn't work. It's It's a little heavy, heavy, but like little toys, little things. Oh my God, it's so amazing. Actually. And the the one-year-old loves it when I come chasing her with the same too. (laughs) It did help me today because... I, my arms are pretty short and I had to get off stuff all out from under our daughter's bed yes. and I couldn't reach any of that. And that grabber tool, it got everything. So yeah, purge people and grabber tool. Yeah. We will put a link in the show notes, but if you're feeling overwhelmed by clutter, take a day, take your kid and toss them out back and, <laughs> and do some purge. Do the purge. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling! It's funny funny how you don't sit in a chair for... A very long time and then all of a sudden you start sitting uh, like two or three times a week and it starts to break down pretty fast oh is that what you're noticing i mean i'm noticing over here oh yeah yeah it's, i thought you were t- talking about like you've made butt grooves in the seat or something i, I have made butt grooves smooth <laughs> can I get settled in it's shaping to my my booty <laughs> my booty oh wait a niche Itch on my boot. Oh, don't. That better not make it in. <laughs>